Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. Once a month, you want a friend or family to say, what the hell is wrong with you, son? Darling, who sold you on that plan? That's the for- another form of love, to other than telling you, you're great, you look great, you're cool, you're great, you're wonderful. And that's what I'm fearful of in the social media of too many liberals need to hear and not demonize conservatives. Conservatives need and not need to not demonize liberals. We need to, I, you need to go up with someone who you absolutely disagree with and say, Joe, Mary, Jose, do me a favor. Explain to me what I'm not getting. Explain to me what I'm missing. Explain to me why I'm wrong. I want to learn from you, honest to God. I think you're nuts. I love you. I think you're nuts. But tell me why I'm nuts. Tell me what I'm missing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Very excited about the episode today with public relations expert, Michael Levine. This guy is incredible, and you are about to find out why. Before I get into that, I want to thank you guys so much for everything that you have done for this show. I know I'm a broken record, but it's unbelievable what you guys have accomplished in terms of the support. If you need to reach me, you can do so at Twitter or Instagram at BarryCats.com. You can also look us up on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and anywhere you want. (laughs) And just subscribe and let us know you exist, and we will get back to you. You can reach me at BarryCats.com as well, and I'd love to reach back out to you if you'd like. All right, let's get started. You're really going to enjoy this a lot, and you're going to learn a tremendous amount from this man. 
Michael Levine is an American writer and public relations expert. He has represented, get this, 58 Academy Award winners, 43 New York Times bestsellers, and 34 Grammy Award winners, including Michael Jackson, Barbara Streisand, and George Carlin, among many, many others. His work has included non-paid media counsel to former presidents Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and Bill Clinton. His first clients ever were the late stand-up comedians David Brenner and Joan Rivers. Levine represented iconic celebrity clients and companies, including David Bowie, Sandra Bullock, Michael J. Fox, Demi Moore, Nike, Ozzy Osbourne, Sam Kinison, Pizza Hut, Rodney Dangerfield, Sharp Electronics, and Prince. Levine was Michael Jackson's publicist in 1993 and 94, during which time Jackson was accused of molesting a 13-year-old boy by the name of Jordan Chandler. In later interviews, Levine described the Jackson molestation accusations as one of the toughest public relations battle that he had ever faced. In 2010, he organized a birthday party in honor of the late George Carlin. The event was attended by numerous celebrities, and each one of whom held up a sign representing Carlin's seven dirty words. Levine is the creator of a national online newsletter, LBN E-Alert, sometimes referred to as Levine Breaking News. The newsletter started with an email list of only 500 people with whom Levine had previously worked. It's been reported that the newsletter now has more than 500,000 subscribers from all 50 states in the U.S., as well as 26 other countries. Born with dyslexia, Levine is currently the only person without a college degree to lecture at both Harvard and Oxford University. Levine is the author of 19 books and numerous op-ed pieces that have appeared in publications including the Wall Street Journal, Psychology Today, Reader's Digest, Los Angeles Times, and USA Today. His book, Guerrilla PR, became the best-selling PR book of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest today. What an incredible honor. This guy has done it all, seen it all, represented the greatest artist in the history of the world. Please welcome my guest today, Michael Levine. <laughs> Are you alive? I am. Okay, just checking. I didn't want to wake you up what? after I gave that introduction. That scared it's, me. It's an exciting introduction. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You made me nervous there. I thought you might have passed away. No, I'm meditating on your brilliance. What's fascinating about sitting across from you, Michael, and always being with you, is your presence is always calm. It's always like... There's no stress in the room, but I know you That's as a right. person, That's and correct. I've seen the other side. So I want you to let our audience know, what's your formula for turning a switch and being a calm, zen person like you are now, and then being a frantic, professional, heat-seeking missile in order to get what you need to have done? 
Barry, it really that it that is a very good question and a valuable question, in my opinion. First, it's effortful, meaning I work on it, and others who I know uh, who have similar, somewhat similar point of view around their image and persona also work on it. They strive to be calmer than they feel. So don't anyone listening to this who has to work on presenting calmer than they feel shouldn't in any way, in my opinion, be um, dispirited by it because it is effortful. Um, and uh, the other thing I, I try to say you know, in a humorous way when I speak to groups about career advice or success, I, after I've talked for a few minutes, several minutes, I try to remind the audience that they are listening to me. They are listening to the words of a fraud and a hypocrite, that I am a fraud and a hypocrite. Now, that usually induces laughter, but I then tell the audience that they shouldn't feel badly for me because they're frauds and hypocrites too. We are all frauds and hypocrites of one degree or another. And so today you're going to be talking to your, your friend Michael Levine, who is a self-identified fraud and a hypocrite, but you shouldn't feel badly for me because you're a fraud and a hypocrite, as is everyone listening to this, to some degree or another. I always use the expression that my mother used to say when it comes to me sometimes in the podcast, the cobbler has holes in his shoes. That is often true. Let's start here, okay? So you've represented some of the most incredible and iconic and unbelievable artists in the world. You could poll a hundred people and a hundred people would say that a lot of them are geniuses. But every single one of those people has their own winning formula and their own idiosyncrasies. And you as a publicist are trying to convince them that you are the best person for the job of representing their publicity interests. And I'm talking about everybody from Michael Jackson to Barbara Streisand to George Carlin. So all three of the people I mentioned have all different personalities. They have things that move them. There's things that trigger them. But you're walking into the room and you don't know what those things are. So how instinctually do you take a meeting with people? And I say this because it's really interesting when you think about it, because I always like to say, show me who you're with and I'll show you who you are. But at the time you're sitting down and you're meeting with certain people when you're starting a publicity business, you're meeting with people who are at a higher level than you. Yet you have to convince them that you are up to the task to be at their level, not knowing what kind of idiosyncrasies they have. So I would love you to share with the audience how you become a chameleon 
in these meetings and how you convert the meeting into the opportunity and the agreement to work together. Um, again, very well stated, very well, very thoughtful question. I think, Barry, first, I, I want to answer your question, but I want to give you maybe an explanation around a certain talent or gift I may have, which others may or may not have, and maybe the gift is developable, but maybe it isn't. I was born uh, with a disability uh, that I've had all my life, which, by the way, at the time, wasn't very well known. Today, better known. And that disability is the disability of dyslexia. Now, at a dinner party a um, few years back, I was with, uh, I was talking to David Geffen, and David is dyslexic, and I'm dyslexic, and David and I were talking a little bit about dyslexia, and he said to me, Michael, you know, 40 years ago we had a different word for dyslexia, and I said, really, David, what was that? And he said, dumb. And that is, of course, true. Um, and so I grew up in this environment. I did not come from a good home. Uh, there was alcoholism in my home, and I had a disability. I was a very, very poor student, barely graduated high school. At the time, did you know what was happening? Had you been diagnosed at that time? Again, an excellent question. No, because the science of diag diagnosing dyslexia was very rudimentary at the time. So no, the answer is no. And what I've come to learn over time about dyslexics is that it often can disable someone terribly, or it can also act strangely as a fuel that drives the engine of observation. And what I mean by that is that for some who do not become paralyzed by the disability, strangely, the disadvantage uh, through a mystical alchemy becomes an advantage. And the advantage is the advantage of observation. So I have a significantly above average ability to watch and observe things more acutely than others who may not be as attentive. And then when I left the house at 17 and I didn't have any money or education or parenting, uh, scared and skinny, and dyslexic, I made a decision. Um, the decision was that I wasn't very bright, but I had an above average ability of watching what bright people did. And interestingly, at least to me, I had an above average ability of watching what dopey people did. And then I decided maybe I should try to do more of what the smart, the, the winners did and less of what the losers did, right? Uh, 
Now, this all gets back to your question. When you're in a room with a person, an artist, if you can or, or, or will listen intensely, not only to what they're saying, but the way they're saying it, and, and try to point them in the direction of their dreams and their hopes and their aspirations, and also simultaneously in the direction of their fears and pains and sorrows, right? you will have some pretty significant and rather quick assessment of what it is that people go to church for on Sunday. Why do humans, many Americans, go to church on Sunday? Well, they go to hear the pastor right? Isn't that interesting? They go to hear the pastor. Well, what is it that they want to hear the pastor tell them? Well, they only really go to hear the pastor tell them two things, how to get into heaven and out of hell, <laughs> how to get into heaven and out of hell. And so when I'm meeting with an artist over time, I've come to learn that they're here to listen to me speak. What is it that they want to hear? They want to hear how to get into heaven and out of hell, their version of heaven, their version of hell. And uh, people are idiosyncratic and unique, as you pointed out with the three artists you mentioned. And so they have a different version of heaven and hell. And if you listen intensely, people will tell you who they are. I thought what you said was very valuable. Show me who you're with. And I'll show you who you are. Maybe another good addition to your wise admonition would be the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Right? If you're a jackass in your uh, professional life, you're probably a jackass in your personal life. Right? If you're a jackass in your uh, on vacation, you're probably a jackass at home. So those are those are just some kind of grand explanations to some of my thinking around. But the power of observation is important. Hey, everybody! I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. If you made it this far and you haven't fallen asleep yet and you must be the type of person who's serious about having a career in the comedy business. That's why I'm offering you my Blueprint for Success, a one-of-a-kind all-access pass into my knowledge and experience after over 40 years of working with the best of the best in this crazy entertainment industry. I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one -on -one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. Hey, everybody. And I wanted to thank some of the sponsors on the podcast, starting with AquaTrue. If you haven't bought this countertop water purification system, 
you have to do so it's incredible it turns tap water into your favorite bottled water instantly it saves you thousands and thousands of dollars it gets rid of all those plastic bottles that you have in your trash thousands and thousands of listeners have bought these everybody loves it not one complaint it's incredible I haven't bought a bottle of water in years since I got this, and you won't either. And if you go right now to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry, you'll immediately get a $100 discount. A $100 discount and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had. I guarantee it. Lastly, the air doctor. I don't know what the air inside your house is like, but the air inside my house, it feels heavy at times before I got this product. And now it got rid of all the bad air in my house, the dust, the pet hair, the pollen. It just gets rid of all the contaminants circulating through your home. And for me, when I got this product, it was amazing the difference that I found in the air in my house. And it's normally $600 and you can check Amazon right now and you'll see. But for all of you listening today, I can offer you $300 off. $300. Just go to airdoctorpro.com and type in the promo code Barry. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code Barry, and save $300 and get rid of all the bad toxins in your house and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. I want to figure out what your winning formula is in a signing meeting. And for those of you who don't know what a signing meeting, a signing meeting would be at a law firm or it could be at an agency or a management company or a publicity firm where you find out that somebody is available in that area of their life and calls are made and either to you or else from your people to them and meetings are set up and you normally will go and take at least two or three meetings, sometimes more, sometimes less, to see what those people have to offer. And then when you're done with all the meetings, you decide which firm or which person you want to be with. So I want you to take our audience through your winning formula, step by step, what a meeting, how it's structured before the person comes to the office, when they get there, how they're greeted, to when they come in the meeting, how many people you have in there and what you have in there, what you tell them step by step until you say, thank you, I had a great time meeting with you. I hope we get to work together. You know, my thinking around your question has probably evolved over time. When I was young and scared and skinny and 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 broke uh i think i define success by signing as many people as i possibly could as quickly as i possibly could so that i could eat that week um but over time uh having mastered that uh unsophisticated art um, 
I came to, I've come to conclude that today it's wiser for me to try to discern for myself and for the partner I'm talking to whether or not there's a good organic match. And what I mean by that is that, you know, there are some people, if you think about this, you can walk into a room and meet somebody. And in about five minutes, you can have some kind of nameless, faceless reaction to meeting that person. Um, and you can't really fully explain it or understand it, but it usually falls into the category of either leaning in, leaning out, or, or unsure. And so, you know, you'll meet somebody Maybe you'll meet a, a new friend, a new person at a Starbucks is kind of a common American social experience today. And for whatever reason, in just about a minute or two or three, you will find yourself intrigued or stimulated by the person. And you will find yourself almost physically leaning in leaning in you, the, 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 and if you and if I interviewed you five minutes later and said why did you find yourself leaning in you'd say I really don't know I, but I just feel intuitively connected or intrigued then there are other people you meet with exactly the same uh, experience and for whatever reason not fully discernible to you at the moment you'll find yourself leaning out kind of pulled away or uncomfortable. Why is that? You don't know. And there are others where it takes a bit more time. And so what I'm trying to do, there's a psychological term called tracking. And uh, tracking is used by psychologists to talk about good first dates. Are you guys tracking? Right. Tracking is is a psychological term to talk about good first dates. There are people you've gone out to dinner or lunch or coffee with. And for whatever reason, you just track. You, you somehow are in harmony. I can't fully explain why or how, but you are and other people you don't track well with and those are less good first dates right so i'm trying now not to con seduce or convince people of um of something as much as i'm trying to see if there's a kind of organic harmony um because if the organic harmony does not exist in that first meeting or two, listen to me, it will likely reappear later on as you work together. Isn't that worth noting? I'm also in a place in my life where I just don't need to push myself into the shape of a pretzel to be, you know, again, a it's an interesting, this was taught to me by a psychologist once in a, um, in a marital therapy session. I was in a marriage that ended and... Uh, so you weren't tracking. We weren't tracking. 
<laughs> Although, interestingly, we were tracking prior to the marriage, right? What a shocker. What a shocker. Now, here's what the psychologist said, and I've remembered it all these years, and I think it's worth considering, so let's try it on you. This therapist said to me, it was a woman, prominent marital therapist, and she said, you know, Michael, through the use of enough force and enough pressure, it is possible to pound a square peg in a round hole. But the problem with that is you get frayed around the edges. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Through the use of enough force, enough intensity, enough effort, it is possible to pound a square peg in a round hole. But here's the problem. You get frayed around the edges. And I'm at a place in my life Maybe it's an advantaged place. Maybe it's a liberated place where I just don't choose to get frayed around the edges much anymore. And I've done sufficiently well where I don't need to. And maybe some of the people who are frayed around their edges have not figured out how to get to a place in their life for whatever reason in which they can be liberated from having to pound them, or turn themselves into a pretzel. You normally presume when you have an assigning meeting, yep. you presume that you have one hour to make your presentation and no more than one hour, even though sometimes you can feel how it's tracking yep. and you might be in a meeting three hours and push back your other stuff. Or you might be, or you in, might be in there for 20, 20 minutes. minutes. That's right. And say, look, I think God's calling us in the direction of friendship, not yeah. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business, I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to BarryCats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. But the point is, is that when you go in, you sort of know that you've got an hour. That's a typical thing. Okay. If you were to paint a picture, the yellow and black book for dummies on the signing meeting, mm -hmm. tell our audience what percentage is the warm up, the nice flowing warm up before the business, and then like a play or a movie or a television series, what are the acts and the act breaks of the meeting 
until the close of the meeting. Now, remember, I'm going to answer you to the best of my ability, but the answer uh, is determined, is it not, by the goal of the meeting. If you're, in a, if you're 25 years old... The goal of the meeting is to sign the client. Right. But my goal, remember, is not to do that. My goal is to ascertain whether or not if I do sign the client, I'll be happy I did it in the first damn place. Since I don't need to sign the client. All right. right? So let's go back when you sure. did. As an actor or even as a woman or a man in a relationship. Yep. In these days and times. Yep. Some things you do for the money. And some things you do for the respect, whether it's your own respect or yes. your peers. Agreed. So in other words, I hate to use these examples, but if you're a woman in these days and times, my mother used to have this expression. And when she said to my sister, she said, it takes just as much effort to fall in love with a guy who has money than one that doesn't. So why don't you concentrate on falling in love with somebody who has money? If I look at that statement in business, there's people that you find out need a publicist. Let's say you get a call from Michael Jackson's people. You're getting a call to possibly have a one in three or one in four chance of representing the biggest star in the world. People in Calcutta who have a cup in their hand and don't have sight or hearing know who Michael Jackson is. That is true. And even Michael Jackson, if he were alive today, would say, hey, on a scale of the least drama attached to my life or the most drama attached to my life for an artist, I'm on the scale where there's a little more drama around me. So you know that it's going to be challenging. You know that there's a lot of things at play, yet... God, if I get this guy, I'm not only representing a genius, show me who you're with, and I'll show you who you are, but this is a guy who has no worries about money, so chances are he's going to pay me my rate, and he's probably going to pay me more than my rate just to be a good guy. And so there's money, there's respect, but there's drama that you wouldn't might want to go through with a young client but you still go in because the pros outweigh the cons so i think it's important for our audience to know that it's not just about the guy who or the girl who's like ah wow this is mother Teresa i'm representing how bad can this get nobody has a bad thing to say about mother Teresa. i do that publicity or is it the person that's going through the most difficult thing in the world and you know you can make it happen but it's going to create as they say in jewish sorus in your life i want our audience to know what's going through your mind when you're in that signing meeting and how you go about making it happen and being the one who that genius picks well that was a long and interesting and multi-dimensional comment and question. And first, just a couple of notes. One, judging geniuses by normal mortal standards is a fool's errand. 
When you're in a room with someone who is of a talent level that is iconic and, and genius-like, you're a fool if you try to judge them by mortal standards. Second, uh, I, I, it, it just occurs to me as I'm thinking about what you're talking, speaking about that you don't sell your way into people's hearts and minds nearly to the degree that you listen your way in. Um, and I know that sounds kind of trite, and maybe it is, but it, the question is not whether it's trite. The question is whether it's true. Uh, I think listening intensely. Uh, now, once, you're, once you've listened, you presumably have something uh, important or valuable to say. I have found my particular method for reasons I can't really express, explain fully, has been to try to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. That underneath most greatly successful people is some kind of subconscious barometer of what they know they're being played or bullshitted or you know, when somebody gets very famous, right? by the way, when a person gets very famous, fame tends not to change them as much as it changes the way people relate to them, which, of course, then does change them. So they know when they're being bullshitted uh, often, and they may not know it consciously. And I think that I have been in meetings in which I have said uh, to people, listen, I, you may believe what you're saying, and, and you likely do, unless you're uh, in need of an institution, but I don't agree with you, and I'll tell you why I don't. I'll tell you why I think you're, you're playing checkers, not chess. And, and it, it takes a lot of courage to say in a signing meeting something that may be opposite to, to counteract something they're saying. So these are just some, some notes. Listen intensely. Tell people what you believe. Be polite, obviously. Be, be encouraging and respectful and polite. Um, but share what you, what you stand for because, again, if you don't, it'll portend a pro almost invariably portend a problem at a later date. Many times you're meeting with people, like you said, you look at them and you say, these people aren't even mortal. These, these people are not of this world. How do you have the confidence as a businessman or an entrepreneur to walk into a room and sit across from somebody who is in your eyes, not even human. They're so brilliant. And listen to them, but also the words that come out of your mouth, give them the confidence that you are in your world equal to what they are in their world. Well, confidence, I imagine, is developed in humans 
in all kinds of ways and usually over time. Um, I don't think I had the same e psychological equilibrium uh, 20 years ago or 30 years ago that I did today. But uh, I would say that if you want to have something meaningful to say, or ask. If you want to have something meaningful to say or ask, continue on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis the desperately important mission of self-education in all areas of life, right? Um, because, Barry, when the door of opportunity is open for a person, when the door of opportunity is open for a person, you better damn well be attractive or they may not let you in. Now, I can understand why somebody listening to that at first glance would say, physically attractive you mean the only way i'll be invited in is if i'm physically attractive no no listen again when the door of opportunity is open for you you better be attractive or intriguing or interesting or compelling or they may not let you into the party after all, why should they? If you were having a party and somebody came to the door and it was a good and valuable and important party, would you allow somebody who you didn't find appealing or interesting or no? So how do you make yourself that compelling, interesting, intriguing person by a strong inquisitiveness about life, about life? If I talk to somebody about something, about where they're born or what they feel about a topic, I often can interconnect something that I've learned or thought about or been said to me, and it may be, and there begins a kind of rapport. So, you know, make yourself, confidence also will, will develop by virtue of your own self-development. And, and, and frankly, to my young friends, no, too much tendency today. Way, way, way too much tendency today. That's three ways, by the way. Way, way, way too much tendency today. <clears throat> For people, particularly young people, to stay in their bubble. Now, that means that their Facebook and their Instagram and whatever their, their social media and their friends all agree on everything. Friends, not a great path, right? Barry began today by saying, show me who you're with and I'll show you who you are. Well, guess what? You should be challenged by occasionally, respectfully by people 
it's good. Uh, I had a, a an interesting experience, Barry. This was meaningful. I used to have a TV show. I hosted a TV show. It was interviewing people, and it was right around 9-11. So that means it was almost 20 years ago, right? 18, 19 years ago. And I was interviewing a very famous African-American minister in Los Angeles. His name was Chip Murray, Reverend Cecil Murray. And I was interviewing this fascinating guy, one of the best-known African-American ministers in America, and I was talking to him about his life, and he's about three-quarters, it was an hour interview, and about three-quarters of the way through the interview, and he was a very dramatic speaker. God, was he a, had a, like a Martin Luther King level of, of capacity of communication. About three-quarters of the way through the interview, I'm talking to him, and he said, Michael, can I tell you something? I said, yes, Reverend. What? He says, very few people in this world, very few wouldn't do better. With a, with that, with, they wouldn't do better without a good cussing out about once a month from a friend or a family. Very few people in this world wouldn't do better without a good cussing out about once a month I thought that was so interesting. Wow, interesting. Once a month, you're supposed to find somebody to cuss you out? So 10 years come and go. And I come across the interview. It was on an old VHS tape, and I put it in the old VHS player, and I watch the interview 10 years later, and I watch it, and I see him say that very thing. Very few people in this world wouldn't do better without a good cussing out once a month. So I called up Reverend Murray, who's 10 years older, and I said, Reverend, that's Michael Levine. I love you. God, I was watching the interview that you did with me 10 years ago, and you know, I couldn't help but think about what you said. Can I ask you again? Remember what you said to me? Very few people in the world would do better without a good cussing out once a month. I said, Reverend, do you still believe that? He paused for a long time and he said, maybe twice. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So, once a month, you want a friend or family to say, what the hell is wrong with you, son? Darling, who sold you on that plan? That's the for, another form of love, other than telling you're great, you look great, you're cool, you're great, you're wonderful. And that's what I'm fearful of in the social media of too many liberals need to hear and not demonize conservatives. Conservatives need and not need to not demonize liberals. We need to, I, you need to go up with someone who you absolutely disagree with and say, Joe, Mary, Jose, do me a favor. Explain to me what I'm not getting. Explain to me what I'm missing. Explain to me why I'm wrong. I want to learn from you, honest to God. I think you're nuts. I love you. I think you're nuts. But tell me why I'm nuts. Tell me what I'm missing. And that wraps up part one of our podcast. <laughs>
I just wanted to thank my incredible partners, starting with Aquatru, the revolutionary miniature countertop water purification system that works straight out of the box. Plug it in, fill it with tap water, and immediately turn your faucet into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code BEAR and start enjoying the best water you've ever had and never buy another bottle of water again. And I killed JFK, the groundbreaking film about the only living person who admitted to killing Kennedy. Go to IKillJFK.com, buy the film and the rare interviews with five of the last living experts, and I guarantee it'll change your mind about what happened that day. And the Air Doctor, the innovative portable air purification system which will change your overall quality of life. It instantly removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and other contaminants circulating in your home. Normally $600, and if you don't believe me, check Amazon right now. But for a limited time, I can offer you 50% off. That's a $300 savings. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. And that wraps up part one of two episodes. You can check out the next episode this coming Thursday. And here's a preview of the next episode. You want your life to get better, do you? You want your life to get more interesting, do you? Okay, I have a little clue for you. Ready? Reduce your texting by 95%. And guess what? Here's what I call that. A start. And I'm not joking. And I'm not joking. Get a life. Get a life that's intriguing and compelling, so intriguing and compelling that other intriguing and compelling people will want to be around you. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, I don't know, but I got a good start for you. Put your motherfucking phone down. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get out the money. Drop that fancy car. All the people love you. Cause you're going far. Life is for the dreamers They have all to gain It's never quite over Till it all feels the same You pick your own poison Dig your own grave Down in the valley Fortune Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to barrykatz.com. Before you leave, 
please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support and have a great day.